Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. And we're going to be talking about teen dramas. And I have a teen drama question. Good. The time for one of our patented teen <laughs> drama questions. Now, the question, of course, is, is it about teens? Is it about teen dramas? Or is it about dramas that teens have? Or is the question for teens about dramas? The teens may be able to answer it, okay. but also it's a question about a teen drama. Excellent. All right. The teen drama in question is The Flash. Oh, okay. And other such CW superhero shows. Yes. So I have recently binge-watched The Flash. I'm midway through the fourth season. Yeah. And this is not a spoiler, but there is a thing that would make Barry Allen's life considerably <laughs> easier if he announced that he was The Flash. Yeah. He went, huh. I can't do it. If people know who I am, they'll get to you guys through me. And my question for you yeah. is literally every single supervillain on every single superhero thing knows what That's... the superhero secret identity is. Well, okay. So there's a few things about that. Number one, I kind of knew this was coming up because having not, having not watched The Flash but only knowing people's reactions to The Flash, there's one thing I know about <laughs> the TV show. There's one thing I know about the CW TV show The Flash, and that is Barry Allen is The Flash. Yes. Because apparently that co- that comes up so much. He's worse than, like, Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. And, like, hey, come on. If you're going to have a secret identity, commit to the secret identity. Every supervillain – well, I mean, granted, every supervillain is somehow secretly connected to his life. That, that is the second thing I'm going to bring up. All Like, whether it's Arrow or uh, Smallville or any of these, like – uh, teen drama superhero shows. Mm-hmm. The thing is that they're coming in conflict between a teen drama and a superhero show. Because superheroes is like, oh, there's this, you know, uh, other, you know, you know, superheroes, we gotta fight the villains and things like that. But teen dramas and dramas in general, I shouldn't just say teen dramas, yeah. are all about interpersonal, like, conflict. So they combine those. So now all the supervillains also have interpersonal conflict, which means all the supervillains know who the superheroes are. And also, specifically with The Flash, all his friends have superpowers. <laughs> they can take care of themselves. It's 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 true. It's sort of like, it would kind of be like if um, Superman was like, I can't tell you my secret identity or else it'll hurt Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's like, what? No, she'll be fine. She's going to be okay. <laughs> she'll be okay, Superman. I mean, technically, okay, Iris and Joe don't have superpowers, but Joe is somehow, like, the most super, super detective that has ever super detective. Yeah. Also, he's Jesse L. Martin. And if I know one thing, Jesse L. Martin is never going to die. <laughs> he's just going to keep singing Rent songs and singing, like, classical, like, jazzy standards yeah. in episodes where there's no reason why he should be singing. My favorite, I guess, um, trope, kind of, of recent superhero shows. So you watch some, like, older shows where people have powers, and they usually tend to do the thing where they have, uh, what, what was it, from Buffy? Uh, the Zeppo or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The one friend who's the just, The one friend like, who's just nothing. normal, yeah. yeah. Who has the power of heart. Um, but with a lot of, like, ones where they, like, amp up the power of, you know, the flash of that, the person who's, like, the unpowered one, usually they're like, yeah, but they're super effective, like, super humanly effective at this one other thing, like, Hacking is a big one. Usually there's yep. one person who's like... Such a hacker. He's like, oh, yeah, no, they don't have superpowers, but they can hack into the Pentagon. And they can control every satellite that's around the country. You want a laser from that satellite? You didn't know that satellite had razor- yeah, lasers, but they're, but they're doing it. Yeah, but they're just the, just a normal, everyday person. It's like... No, they're not. No, they're not. I've always wanted to write a um some story, I don't know in what context, where like... It's just the someone who has superpowers but has like base level superpowers and just like like surrounded by 
you know, the god tier ones. So it's like, no, they still have superpowers, but like surrounded by everyone else, they are the normal one. And their superpower is like, well, I can walk really fast through crowds. <laughs> People a, always move out of my way. What a weird superpower. It would be so good when you're at Stampede and you just like walk real fast through that crowd. I like, so I have a question. Do they walk faster through a crowd than they do through open space? Yes. Okay, so specifically they have super speed only surrounded by people. Well, it's like connected to their super speed, but also people just magically move out of their way. They don't know why they want to move, but they move. (laughs) Okay, so they, yeah, that really feels like this superhero (laughs) is just explaining why they keep elbowing people. (laughs) <laughs> no, they magically move out of my way. I don't know. They don't know why, but all of a sudden a shooting pain appears in their temple and they just walk out of the way. So really, that's the Zeppo. He is the person with no superpowers in the group of superpowers and he <laughs> makes up his own. And look, Todd, he got us off elbowing people. It's not a superpower. You don't have a superpower. You're just a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> look, the willingness to elbow strangers in the head is not a superpower. It's sociopathy. <laughs> <laughs> so then he becomes a super villain and that's a season long arc no he's still a superhero just real bad about it like, i no. want to help people but also i'm willing to elbow other people ahead <laughs> that's he's he is, he is a legitimate anti-hero at that point that would be a good thing like you know when everyone's having a showdown with the super villain he just sneaks up behind him and is just like just, <laughs> his superpower is the willingness to elbow strangers Yes, but instead of in the head when it's the supervillain, he does it in the throat. Oh oh, man, that would hurt a lot. That's why he's an anti-hero. There was was this. (laughs) He very much. Yes, the guy who the guy who superpowers to his willingness to elbow strangers is a hundred percent an anti-hero. There was a um uh comic book comic called uh, Saturday Morning Breakfast Cereal. It's a web comic. Oh yes. Um, There was one where they're talking about how uh, people are getting more and more like. Um, insular and more and more antisocial, and eventually the superpowers of the future will be the person who's, who can carry on a full conversation with someone. The person who will call for a pizza when the website is down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what sort of superhero is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin, we didn't answer my question, but no, that was still answer, fun. I did answer your question. There were... why, why won't he tell people he's the Flash? <laughs> oh. Oh, wait, that, your question is, why won't he tell people he's a Flash? From what I can tell, he does tell people he's a Flash. He just really weird reasons that he won't sometimes. It's like, he... oh, man, I'll tell everyone except for you, I'm the Flash. Oh, I made a new friend. Guess who I am? There's no superheroes in our show. No. Nope. And even the OC has hung up his cape. Well, he's got to get through school. He has to he's, become he's an architect. He's been responsible, and he's like, I got to get through school. He's got to study. He can be an architect and a superhero. I feel like architect is one of those jobs that they Ooh. give to superheroes being like, because it's so amorphous. Exactly. And, you you know, you have deadlines, but you don't really need to be somewhere. Well, it's it's like photographer. And you like, have secret it, knowledge like... about the city. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get into it. This episode. Uh, this is the OC Season 2, Episode 8, The Power of Love. The Power of Love. Kevin, this is an episode of a lot of people talking to people about their problems. Yeah, there's a, yeah it's a very slow episode, and it's a lot of just like... Well, let's let's begin because this, this opening scene is a perfect example of what the rest of the episode is going to be like. Uh, because Ryan pours himself some cereal, and he's the worst kind of person in the world. 
because he gets a phone call and decides he has to get one mouthful of cereal in before he answers that phone. Because you know, well, you know what he knows. He knows. If he answers that phone, he might not get to finish the bowl. <laughs> He's like, I gotta walk at least one bite. Ha, oh, he doesn't finish the bowl. Ryan has learned. <laughs> He's like, if I don't eat now, I'm never gonna get this. Uh... Anyway, on the phone is Seth, who is calling Ryan. I thought at first from his bedroom, which I thought was delightfully charming. I think that, I think that was the point. But it's actually Alex's bedroom, yes. which is less delightfully charming. <laughs> uh, yeah, it turns out Seth had a... Uh... Not he didn't suck out. He just didn't come home. Yes. Yes. And I'm just going to put this out here. I don't think he and Alex are sleeping together. I think we're supposed to think they are, but I don't think they are. <laughs> Mostly because they have no sexual chemistry at all. <laughs> um. I mean, Alex walks walks in putting on a shirt. So I guess you were like, ah, at least her shirt was off. But shirts come off so easily in the OC. It's true. And maybe she was showering. It's true. Or, I don't know, drinking a beer in the back Well, porch. no, she's putting on her temporary tattoo. So I gotta put on my tattoo for today. Well, and for this episode, she needs a second tattoo oh, yeah, that we we'll see, see later. Yeah, we see that she has two tattoos. Ooh. Though there's no way anyone was thinking about that second tattoo. Cause it's until l- now. Until now. Uh, but, yeah, so Seth's like, you gotta cover for me. And Ryan it instantly sees the problem. And says, no. I, don't, I can't. What's Ryan's secret uh super flaw i didn't realize that he can't lie i mean he doesn't talk ever so when did he learn how to lie i guess it just seems so i like the because of his entire life he doesn't lie whenever he just would need to lie he just doesn't say anything (laughs) he just walks away oh that brooding kid all right let him go well it explains so much with his relationship with marissa (laughs) he literally cannot lie i mean we we kind of knew that that his like sense of justice is too like strong that he can't like lie. I mean, not morally. He he, he physically bad. cannot. He's bad at it. He's so real bad. bad at it. Uh, uh, so meanwhile, we have a little cutscene where Sandy tries to do some covering, but uh, this is Kirsten and Sandy's twentieth anniversary, yeah. and he has full on, flat out forgotten. Yeah, hundred percent forgotten. Though to be good, I don't actually. I guess actually, it's not that day. No, it's later. It's the I, weekend. I, yeah, I guess it's Sunday, maybe. Because she doesn't have a problem with him planning stuff for a different day. Well, do they also, have a birthday or an so anniversary? It's so weird because she walks up and says "Happy anniversary," but then also they celebrate their anniversary like later. So I don't know if they've done the thing that you do, Aaron, <laughs> where they claim a range of days. Well, sometimes you don't know when your anniversary is, but that's when you're dating, not when you have a wedding that you yeah, can, like look at your wedding. Yeah, invite. they're talking about their, yeah, it's their wedding anniversary. But yeah, no, it's it's weird. It feels like they're claiming the entire weekend as their anniversary. Maybe they're just like you know floating it, floating it to a better day. <laughs> Which means it's not sad. Like it's not sad. He's fallen. They keep on floating their anniversary. He just knows it's a weekend around that day. Yeah, you know, and and like like what it's. So it's not today. It's the... Uh, whatever, whatever. Anyway. Sandy forgot. This helps us figure out sort of how old Kirsten is, because she's at least 42. Uh, yeah, I guess. Because th- she finished her degree. Like, yeah. she finished her degree. Yes. So I don't think they got married before she finished her degree. Yeah. And you graduate university that. when you're, like, 21, 22. Yeah, to that if you want, she, she went right there, yeah. So that means Kirsten, 42. At least, yes. Haley, 26. Yeah. Um, little one, Lindsay. <laughs> 16. 16. So 10 years apart. 
Yep. We were right. Well, no way. Sixteen be... years between Haley and Kirsten. Oh, oh yeah. I guess I, I guess he tried. He tried. He got distracted. <laughs> yeah. Sixteen years. That's a lot of years for a woman to. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. Of, it's, it's it's a lot of time. I can't think about this. <laughs> anyway, Sandy needs Ryan's help so that he can, I guess, get out of the house and plan an anniversary no, immediately. He, no, I think he needs a buffer. Is what he needs. He needs someone to like distract. Well, he's like, hey, Ryan, you need to drive to ride to school right now. Right, the second, let's ride to school. Yeah. Well, he needs a reason to leave the house so that he can plan his thing. Yes, exactly. But Ryan's like, no, um, I, I can't go. And and Seth also left because early. He needs to write an essay on on agriculture, history of agriculture in twentieth century California, which is an astounding thing to, for <laughs> Ryan to just pull off of his like, yeah out of his mind. Yeah. And it's probably actually an essay that Seth has actually written at some point because it's way too way too specific to make yeah, up. Yeah, they, they always do the thing where it's like, oh, that's, man, that's way too specific. No one will believe you. I'm like, I don't know. When someone says something incredibly specific like like that, I, I it's not that I don't believe them. I'm like, I mean, or they just know what they're talking about. Yeah, right, I would believe kid. him. Yeah. He, but, but then I'd be like, wait, Ryan, are you writing Seth's essay? <laughs> Maybe. He does, Ryan, he's still always no. doing homework. Always homework. Anyway, just everything. My favorite thing about this is that Ryan knows when their anniversary is. <laughs> I know. Because he, he's like, I gotta go. Happy anniversary. And I'm like, oh, oh. Ryan. <laughs> oh, he's been there for one anniversary before. But yeah, and he knows when he knows when his like ad- not even really adopted. He knows when his surrogate parents. Like anniversary is after living there for not that long. He's never had he's never had parents to celebrate their anniversary before. <laughs> yeah, his his other parents just celebrated like the the night that they almost got arrested but didn't. Well, him's dad is in jail. That's true. So they they celebrate their dad's arrest day, I guess. Oh, horrifying! Horrifying. Where's Trey? Give me some Trey. All right, he's geez. not in this episode. No, he's not. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. So. Sandy sees through it, and... Kristen sees through it. And he immediately guesses where Seth is. And Ryan's like, no. Well, <laughs> just give, just gives up. He just gives up at he this point. He tried one thing. He's, he's like, I tried my best. I'm done. Because as we learn, as he explains to Seth, Ryan is not a good liar. No, and we see it this episode, and he yeah. is not good at it. Uh, we also see that Zach and Summer are now apparently friends with uh, Seth and Ryan, just like super chill, which yeah. is nice to see. Because Zach just wants to talk about comic books with his BBF. Oh man, Seth. Zach loves Zach loves Seth so much, and Summer is not into it. <laughs> That's true, and and then she gets like super. It's weird. It's pseudo. I thought it was jealousy. She clarifies it later because she learns that Seth stayed the night over at Alex's. And it fills her with a rage. That she can't even drink her coffee. She just storms off. Her coffee that, that was retrieved so fast. From Zach. Zach, who just apparated coffee because of his angel boyness. Oh, yeah. He definitely walked away and then just, like, waved his hands a little bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, gotta stay here for a second longer. What, is, what does this taste like? Feathers. Tastes fine, Summer. Don't worry about Isn't it. Isn't that how you like your coffee? You like coffee with feathers in them. Isn't that how everyone likes their coffee? <laughs> <laughs> feather coffee. There's someone out there who drinks feather coffee. It's true. Some weird person, Somewhere. probably in Portland. Yeah, I go with Portland. Oregon. <laughs> Somewhere in Oregon, 
Maybe Austin. Mm. Mm, Austin's pretty hipstery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't drink things with feathers in it. Feathers are dirty. Yeah, they're not good. Birds are dirty, dirty animals. I like how we're deciding this based off of nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing is prominent as the thing that people eat eat anything with feathers in it. I'm sure people do, though. It sounds like something someone would do. They'd be like, I put a feather in my in my tea. Probably would be tea. They would stir the tea with the feather, too. <laughs> it gives me the power of flight. You infuse it. Ugh. I infuse it with the power of flight. I'm just going to say this episode was so boring that I got so distracted by the coffee cups that they have. Because these are like classic, like generic coffee shop coffee cups. Also, Every high school has them. They're also clearly empty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these, these, they're these, just tossing that coffee everywhere. These kid actors are actually pretty good. Like, as actors, they do cannot add weight to things they're carrying. I understand you don't want to drink coffee. At least put wa- put something put in something it. Put something in there. There needs some heft because they just, like, swing these things around. Yeah, they're just flinging coffee. They're trying their best. Anyway. So, so weirdly, well, I guess everyone else is at school. Marissa isn't. No, she's storming up to her parents, a.k.a. She, Julie Cooper and Caleb. And she's just like, I need money. Just an amorphous amount of money. Yeah, no context, just, no amount. Just like, I need money. And her mom's like, no! <laughs> what are you... What? Are, <laughs> Don't you go to school anymore? What day is it? What is happening? We're doing a photo shoot. You need to be there. Even from, like the Riviera magazine or something, they're having a photo shoot. Yeah, it's... A thing. Know. Caleb is uninterested in, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> in everything. He, he stands up, he gives the money to Marissa, and then he's like, I don't think we should do the photo because I'm tired of lying to Newport. <laughs> Once again, just an amorphous amount of money. And Marissa like, accepts it. How much money did he gave her? Like $200? Oh, yeah. Just $200 bills. <laughs> just like, here's some money. And she's like, this is a $1.25. <laughs> sure. That is not what I asked for, but okay. <laughs> it was. It is what she asked for. She asked for money, and he. It's like when they go up and be like, "I'll have a beer." It's like, no, you can't order just a beer. No, you can't do that, and you can't just be like, "I want money." If she said an amount, I would be more on her side. If she was like, "I need fifty bucks" or something like that, yeah, is that so hard to write? I'm actually more against her because. <laughs> Because I hate anybody who walks up to another group of people, even if they're related to them, and just being like, I need money. End. No period. information. Period. Fact. Can we talk about the fact that Caleb no longer wants to lie to Newport? He doesn't want to do the family photo because the happy family is a lie. Yeah. I mean, I think he's upset because he's definitely not working. Yeah, that's true. He's I, mad that Julie's the CEO. Yeah, I, th- I think at this point he's just like, I just don't want to do anything. He is he is going into retirement at a hundred and like ten percent. He's flying in there at mock speed. Now Julie Cooper has again forgotten that she can't have a happy family without her second daughter. Yeah, they, once again, there's gonna be a photo without Caitlin. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep reminding people there is another child. We cannot forget the other child. The show did, but we didn't. We never will. Uh, So Ryan, okay, speaking of lying, Ryan has a school conversation with Lindsay about how he's physically incapable of lying. And so they have to tell Kirsten that they're dating soon because he's going to screw up. Which is true. I spend most of this trying to figure out what um, Lindsay is what wearing. Lindsay was wearing because it looks like she's wearing a cardigan and a bra. It looked it lo- it it also kind of looks like she's just wearing the lowest cut shirt imaginable. 
And we like, see it later, and it is the lowest cut shirt, imag- shirt imaginable. I, re- I rewound it because I'm like, is is she like just holding a sweater across herself? Because for people who haven't seen it, I want you to take your finger and put it on your shoulder. Now I want you to lower it until it goes underneath your boobs and then cross <laughs> the chest and back up. She has a literal boob window. It's true. Not a cleavage window, full boob, and she's... She is wearing a cardigan, or what is it? A, um, it's like a cardigan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, she, she's, but she's wearing a sort of like a tank top underneath that is way too frilly. It looks like a bra. It looks like a bra. And do you remember how Lindsay was costumed originally in all of her like continual button downs with sweaters over top and yeah, her like mom chinos? Yeah. Now that she's dating Ryan, she's getting real sexy. And Ryan does not notice. <laughs> I guess maybe she gained confidence, or now it's clear she's a main character. Whatever the point is, she is wearing a boob shirt in this, and I could not listen because I spent most of it trying to figure out what it was. It's okay. Nothing important happened. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, Sandy walks in on the phone, obviously making plans. <laughs> and I'm like, Sandy, just stand outside. <laughs> do you think... No, he obviously couldn't have. What? I was going to say, do you think he already had his super secret plan at this point? But no. no, he hasn't met Alex no. yet. No, it's, uh, it's, he, he plans that they're going to go to Laguna Beach. Yeah, have a weekend yeah. away. Yeah. And Kirsten is so mad. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, sort of about that, but. Mostly about Seth. Yeah. And Sandy, Sandy, in this, for a lot of the beginning of this episode, like the first half, he is like. Going much like how uh, Caleb went into retirement at mock speed, he's going into this plan at mock speed. He's like, no, no, we're going. The Riviera has planned, and oh, hey, Seth, oh man, Seth, like that, that sucks. Don't worry, we'll talk to him. He immediately is like, oh no, not me, Seth. Seth, <laughs> let's talk about Seth, Seth. Is the bad one? We're going to Laguna Beach, but Seth, because I've made my plan for forever. But okay, you know what? I'll parent our kids. Hey, Seth. We're going away for the weekend. We can't trust you, so you better prove that we can trust you. Otherwise, you're staying with your grandfather, and that means you're staying staying with Julie Cooper. So, uh, boogeyman. It's <laughs> a, a great moment here when <laughs> when he's like, like, hey, do you know what this weekend is? And Seth's like, yeah, it's even Mom's 20th anniversary. And the look in Sandy's eyes is like he wanted to leap over that table and choke Seth out. Okay, why didn't Seth tell him? I always remind our father when our parents' anniversary is coming up. I mean, and also mom's birthday. I mean, we've always learned that Seth is a little bit like he gets in his own head. All he can think of is how he's dating Alex. That's, That's all true. he can think of. He's not been considering that other people exist. That's but, true. <laughs> but there's a full five-second pause as Sandy just stares daggers at Seth like how dare you remember how dare you I'll send you to Julie Cooper you're gonna have to stay a whole weekend with her she's gonna tell you about all your flaws (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna have to think about her making out with Jimmy Cooper you're gonna be in that photo because technically you're her family I guess (laughs) you're gonna ask her where Caitlin is and she won't tell you she won't tell anyone. <laughs> then you'll wander the house looking for signs of Caitlin. Have a good weekend, Seth. <laughs> 20th anniversary, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happens in that scene. Yeah, that's exactly what happens in that scene. 
Um, over at Summer's house, Marissa is trying to work on her French homework, and Summer is filled with rage because 50% of the OC speak Spanish, and they should be learning Spanish. And also... They are, they are very, very, like, southern in the States. I kind of agree they should be learning Spanish. Yeah, they're really close to Mexico. Like, like we in Canada learn French because we are a bilingual country. And it's our second national and language. It, yeah. And, but, but, like... There's not honest, not saying there's not much use because there are people who speak French, but like, yeah, 50% of your population does speak Spanish. You'd be teaching the kids Spanish. And like, I think 50% or a very high percentage of the overall American population speaks Spanish as a primary language. Yeah. Yeah. So Spanish should really be the secondary language. But that's not anyway. actually what Summer's upset about. What she's actually upset about is the fact that she should be having sex first. Because she's upset that Seth and Alex had sex first. She needs to move on before <laughs> they do. Yes, uh, because this yep. is a very this is the most summer thing ever. She's so summer. Her her and Seth are so perfect because they both go in these spirals. And it's always fun to watch Summer spiral because she spirals in insane ways. But she's still so likable. Yeah. She <laughs> she tries to figure out how like, – saying um, we should have sex in French. Well, I'm like, come on. Everybody knows how to say we should have sex in French because there is a song about it. And Moulin Rouge had already come out. So the song – 2001. So the song was already like revitalized. I think she, I think that's the joke. I think yeah, it's like think so the too. joke is that everybody knows how to say it. But not summer. But not summer because I guess she does not watch uh, musicals. For those of you who are not children of the early 2000s, I guess it's voulez-vous coucher avec moi. And then yes. if you want to do it tonight, you add say soi. Now, literally, what that means is, would you like to sleep with me? Um, <laughs> and so, hey, if you ever heard that in that song or just like, ah, it's a fun thing to say to people, don't. Gross. Don't say it. Don't, don't say it. <laughs> don't and, say it. Unless you want to do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you do want to do it, go for it. Uh, but if, you, if you're just like, ah, here's a French thing I learned. Don't. Don't. It's Here, gross. Here's a French thing you can say. Le siege romantique, which means the monkey is romantic. Why do you know that in three languages? Because. Uh? <laughs> There were monkeys on Gibraltar, and there were many descriptors for the monkeys. No, you learned it in Spanish, though. Well, I went to Spain. Yeah. And then we saw the monkeys on Gibraltar. Yeah. And why do you know in both? Why do you know in English? I mean, you all know it's English. Why do you know it in English, Spanish, and French? Well, because I learned it in Spanish when I met the monkeys on Gibraltar. And then you translated it to French? Yes, to prove my French skills. <laughs> <laughs> You know how to say the monkey is crazy in three different languages. Well, I said the monkey is romantic. Sorry, you're right. The monkey is romantic. I, I don't know if I know how to say the monkey is crazy in French. In Spanish, it's el mono y loco. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you know how to say the monkey is romantic. That's even more more useful, I guess. I guess. Kevin, I took French all the way through high school. I did not have to take math in grade 12 because I had a secondary language. That's a what? That's a weird choice for them to make. I didn't need math to get into university because I have a theater degree. <laughs> I I took math all the way through uh, high school, like most people do, and then I took a logic course in uh, in the university because that's just math with words. So, well, I took math for three days in grade twelve, and then they told us we'd have to buy our own graphing calculator. As I've said on this podcast yes. before, and I was like, "Buy my own graphing calculator? Screw that! That's like a hundred dollars." 
<laughs> so I dropped it and took writing instead. Oh, that's that's fair. I wonder if there's anybody out there who's upset that I said logic is math with words. I think it's accurate. I think it's accurate as well. I took it. Anyway, that's... That's that. That's that. Uh, we, we get Ryan and Lindsay are doing homework. Because the Coens are very bad at grounding their children. Yeah, I'm, I'm unclear here because we cut... For, we, Cut to another part of the house where Sandy and Kirsten are eating whipped cream out of a bowl with and a cherry in it. What even room is that? Like that's the, that's the front room. It the so last season the chairs were facing another way and the kids hung out in there a lot. Mm. I think they remodeled just to stop the kids from hanging out in that room because that's <laughs> the only change I can see. Yeah, this whole remodel thing has not led yeah. to a new set. Yeah, it's it, it's so weird. Anyway, so they're eating whipped cream in a bowl. I try to see if there's anything else in there. I think it's just whipped cream in a bowl. Uh, and then they're like, you know what? We're bad at grounding. We should torture our kids. We should make them hang out with us <laughs> and watch Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, we should be a family. Uh, and so he's like, well, and th- that's why I'm confused. I'm confused. Like, do they know Lindsay is there? Did she do what everyone else does, which just sneak around no, the house? No, she said that they let her in. Okay, I mean, I guess they, they, at this point, do think that they're just... Friends. Friends. But Sandy knows that's a lie. Yeah. There's no way he's like... Because he knew they were dating. There's no way he's like, yeah, they probably went back to being friends then. He does try to say, I thought you went back to the friend thing, but Sandy is just playing dumb on a lot of things this episode. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, but Sandy's like, I'm going to go see Seth. I'm going to grab Seth. And he physically has to grab Seth because Seth is going out the window. Like, come on, Seth. You don't leave while your parents are still awake. Exactly. You're supposed to be smart. Wait until they go to sleep. Now, now I've never snuck out of my house, mostly because I've never had to sneak out of mm-hmm. my house. Our parents are pretty chill. And also, like, I didn't really want to go out that much. Yeah, A, parents chill. B, we didn't do bad things. So we were allowed. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah, like, I mean, I did. No, we didn't do rebellious things. Yeah. So we realized whatever we wanted. I once went to a party where um, we made punch out of just alcohol, no mixer, until eventually all of our boyfriends came over and were like, no, this is bad. <laughs> An added mixer. And then a guy with one hand drove me home. Oh, cool. I once went out until 5 a.m., got a call from from uh, mom being like, can you bring the car home? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then I went home. Yeah. Yeah. So we did not have to sneak out. No, but but even I know you don't sneak out while your parents are awake because all it takes for them is to come in to say goodnight to you and you're not there i don't even think he's shoved pillows under his sheets i don't know anyway the the point is that sandy cats uh, catches seth literally went with one leg out the window meanwhile ryan and Lindsay are making out <laughs> to the most cliche song i'm so glad you over- they were making out to open arms by journey now <laughs> yeah. the question i have aaron did they start with that song or did they start with another song from escape do you th- I think they're just playing open arms on repeat. <laughs> I mean, because they, they, they could have started with Don't Stop Believing," which is also a weird makeout song. It's true. There's also, I think, like, Who's Crying Now on that album? I mean, I once made out with a guy, and he put on a playlist, but his playlist got broken. So for three hours, all that played was two different versions of Tom Petty's Free Falling. Nice. <laughs> just two different versions. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess they could just be listening to open arms over and over again. The point is that I want to really focus in on this scene while Ryan and Lindsay are making out. Is that they've done my favorite thing the OC keeps on doing, which is that Ryan's shirt is off immediately. But Lindsay's shirt, super on. Still on. Her, her, where her we undershirt. Learned, yes, we learned that her uh, that Cardigan was covering up 
uh, a tank top that looks like a bra. But it also looks different in this scene. It looks more like it's, uh, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, they're in the middle of making out. Ryan's shirt is off. And then, of course, the thing that we've been waiting for literally a season and a half to happen. Is someone actually walks into the pool house instead of knocking. Yeah, full of, surrounded by windows. Surrounded by windows. Finally. But you know what? She doesn't see him from outside. She has to open the door to see it. Yeah. Well, and she gonna... sees them making out. And then is like, oh, oh, oh my god. And then she leaves. Smash cut to the next scene. Where with... Ryan and Seth have made a crazy breakfast. They have made a thousand apology pancakes. And it, and it, and they look at their parents like they have started this day just by taking a full nose full of cocaine. Or just like, hi! Look! Forgiveness! We made you pancakes! There's also another one in there! There's also cocaine! Forgiveness pancakes! Forgiveness po- cocaine! <laughs> well, Forgiveness! Welcome to California! And uh, Kristen looks at Sandy and goes, they can't be left alone. <laughs> my, my favorite thing is that Seth tries to like, weasel us, and Ryan's just like, look, you trusted us, we lied to you, I'm sorry. And I really feel like Ryan's whole mess is really getting swept up by this Seth thing. Yeah, you know what? If Kirsten had just walked in, she would have gone inside in the closet for a while, but no one would have been grounded. <laughs> yeah, it's entirely because, like, <laughs> Ryan is having the worst time of this because it's getting, like, folded in with the Seth thing. Also, Ryan didn't lie to anyone. No one said, Ryan, are you dating Lindsay? Yeah, no, no one asked him that. He just he just was like, and rightfully so, he was waiting for a good moment. Also, no one said, Ryan, what is your relationship with Lindsay? Yeah. <laughs> like, this girl has been coming around the house a lot. Yeah, they just said, oh, <laughs> you see the 16-year-old boy and that 16-year-old girl? They're just friends. That's what friends look like. They've been hanging out since before. Before they knew that Lindsay was Kirsten's sister, but they're clearly just friends. Alone. These harmonial children. Sometimes Ryan and Lindsay go out with Seth and Alex, but that can't mean anything. <laughs> they're just friends. They're chaperones. Sometimes, sometimes they go into the uh, the pool house and close all the blinds that are never closed, but they're just friends. Oh, Kirsten, why are you so dumb? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the main point is that Sandy is, like, still sure that he's, like, I'm going to celebrate this anniversary. I'm going to fix this. He, he he really is, like, I think at this point he's convinced himself he's been planning it forever. <laughs> yes. And his plans will not be wrecked. Yeah. He forgot that he forgot about it for a while and just set it up real fast. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Oh, well, tonight I am drinking a drink from a drink, a beer. I'm drinking a beer. Okay. <laughs> this All is right. A, this so is anyway, a... uh, what happened next on the show? Do <laughs> you want to explain <laughs> that more? Just a beer. Well. It's a white label beer. It's a white label beer. It's from the Dandy Brewing Company, which is a brewery that is right across the street from the bar studio I work at. Oh. So that's really cool. Yeah. It's a grapefruit ghost. Um, yeah, it is a sticker. They're a new brewery, so they're pretty... Oh, okay, so that's just their... Yeah, that's how they... Well, you know, yeah. you do what you do. And um, it's called the Prince of the Rodeo, and there is a man on the front riding a spotted pony who has a giant butt and a giant mustache. I will hold this close to you so you may see it. Uh, that man does have a giant butt 
that actually that horse actually has a very small butt in comparison. It's true. It's disproportionate. And you're right. It is a spotted horse. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's kind of like a cheap horse. I like that. Yeah, I will take a picture of this for our viewers. Yeah, I do like that. That I do like that fancy man. <laughs> he is he's, the he's, prince of the rodeo. He's the <laughs> he's the dandy. He is the dandy of the dandy brewing. Anyway, it's pretty good. It's um, a ghost is kind of like a sour, so it's like sour it's a grapefruit ghost. Um, would you like me to read you some copy? Sure. I don't know if the copy can lead up, live up to the man, but... I've, very few can live up to that man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the prince of the rodeo. It doesn't always have to be chuck wagon races and bucking broncos. Oh, that's like a stampede thing, because yes, this is yeah. Calgary. Yes, it is. <laughs> Sometimes a cowpoke wants to have the fanciest boots, the tallest hat, and the tastiest beer. There may not be a rodeo prince on the grounds, but we all have a little in our heart. The Prince of the Rodeo is fresh and bright, tart and light, perfect for sunny summer afternoons on the range. I love when, I love, I love when drinks try to make them people. It's a real trend. Like, don't get me wrong, I get what you're going for, and it, apparently it tastes pretty good. Um, <laughs> but that's but... a weird, that's a weird description of a human being. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to meet this man. Like the thing is, like the thing is, that whenever whenever you've done this, he's been like, the drink is good, but you try to make it into a person, and I don't want to meet that person. I never want to meet the person they describe. <laughs> I want to have the shiniest boots. What did they? What did they? The best boots. Uh, the cowpoke wants to have the fanciest boots, fanciest the tallest boots. hat, <laughs> and the tastiest beer. I, I don't know if tall hats are a big thing that uh, cowpokes are really like. Especially, I mean, once again, he is the prince of the rodeo. But this man with the big butt does not have a very tall hat. No, but he does have the frills. He does have the frills. That's mm, true. Yeah. Mm. Kevin, do you want some of this? I, no. You, can, you don't want to drink this man? No, I don't want to drink that man. So to continue on with the theme of just some weird clothes in this episode, Marissa's wearing an 85% see-through shirt. That also is a scarf. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't. I don't get it. I don't I don't get it. I don't get who thought that would be cool or interesting. Yeah, her choice is bad. It, it is it it oh god. It is a shirt that is like salmon colored and it is 85% see-through. Like you clearly see she's wearing another shirt underneath it. And but it's but it also does have a scarf. It there's a scarf component, yeah, and I think the scarf is connected to it. And also there's a brooch and like. Well, I th- it's it's like it. It's a shirt where the tur- It's a turtleneck shirt because it's also full sleeves. Um, it's like a turtleneck shirt, but the the neck part of it, someone just went crazy. Yeah. Oh, it looks like. Um, uh, I feel I feel like this may be a joke that comes up a lot where someone like knits a turtleneck badly and the turtleneck part of it's another sleeve. Mm. It looks like it looks like she's wearing a badly knitted turtleneck from a cartoon for fashion. Does that make any sense yes, to anyone out there? Yeah, well, yeah. it makes sense to me, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's wearing something else underneath it. But it is one of it is one of the more bizarre fashion choices on this show. It's real weird. But hey, hey, I was actually able to sort of focus on the scene after this because it was just like, this. Unlike the other one, I had to figure it out. This one was just one hit and I'm done. It's I, very straightforward. Yeah, I got it. Uh, but in this scene, I, I mostly just feel bad for DJ now. 
all the time because he's just caught up in this insane crazy yeah. that he just does not want to yeah, be. Yeah, because Julie's like, I'm just reminding you again of that, uh, that, that really photo, shoot. photo shoot. And Maritz is like, well, then maybe I'll bring DJ. And DJ's like, no. Well, I mean, DJ's standing at his car just like, what are you talking about? I heard my name. Do you want you, know, you want to do something? You want me to meet your mom? Meet your mom in a good way because I've met her in bad ways, but I'm willing to meet her in a good way. I, I can try. And then Please. Julie's like... You can't. This picture is a representation of our life. And then Rose is like, DJ's in my life. He's my boyfriend. And I'm like, oh, man. You know, even if, even if, like, if I was Julie and I liked her boyfriend, I'd be like, no. This is a family photo. You, you not can. a family and teenage daughter's short-term boyfriend photo. Yeah. If, like, you, you can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. You just can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. You've only been dating this boy for two Three months? An amount of time. <laughs> you have been dating this boy for X amount of months. Don't, don't worry. Marissa also doesn't remember. <laughs> so uh, we go from that to just Ryan and Lindsay having the most awkward conversation. Lindsay's like, I'm sorry I ran out last night. And Ryan's like, no, I mean, if I could have run out, I also would have run out. So it would be I, cool. I like how there's a lot of times where something happens in a show and they – and you, you have to sort of visualize what happens afterwards. I like how this one made it clear. They were making out. Kirsten came in. Lindsay grabbed herself and sprinted to her car. And then Ryan had to, like, shame walk into the house. <laughs> I don't think he did. I think he, he just sat in the pool house. I think he never went inside again. <laughs> I don't think he went inside that morning. He had to be dragged in by Seth. No, I think he just, I think he just sat on his bed. He went to sleep, woke up, and just walked to school. No, he made pancakes that morning. No, that wasn't the, that, oh, no, that was the apology morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. But anyway, Lindsay's like, maybe it's okay. No, she knows, so maybe it's okay. And Ryan's like, it's not. <laughs> But we'll figure it out. It'll be fine. So we get some information. So Alex is not the manager. But also of... might also be the manager. <laughs> she is maybe lying because she thinks it's a cop. Yeah, so let's get in this scene. We learn Alex is not the manager or she's lying. It makes it very clear that the manager has the permits. which Whatever means that is. Has this happened before? Because clearly this is a bar that serves underage kids. All the time. All the time. And also I learned that you – because I guess I didn't comprehend it as much. The way this bar is set up – this is one of the first times I see through the day. You enter from the top floor, go down the bottom floor. But do you agree that it's definitely daylight coming in from behind Sandy? Like there yes. are big There's door, big – There's big like warehouse doors that are open. Yes. So I guess the bait like, – I guess we oh, – I guess we always sort of knew that the bait shop was on – Underground. It's underground. I think it's on the edge of a pier that goes down to a lower pier. I don't know. Make, I think you're right. It would make sense to me that that's actually the Loden area. But that means this this bar is insanely built. Yeah, it makes little to no sense. Like, they're trying to make it like a sketchy dive bar. This bar was architecturally constructed to be you come in from the front, from the top level, but all of the stuff is on this first, the bottom level. Which you Including can also enter the supplies. from. Yes, because people have entered from the below level. Yeah. I, yeah, it's so weird. It's so... Anyway, that's all the information we get in this. Some of it might be true. I still don't understand what this place is. I don't understand what her job is. But Sandy goes to see Alex. And, and we, we see the second tattoo. Yeah, she does have a tramp stamp. <laughs> yep. Also a butterfly, I it's, think. She's a, butterf- well, she's a butterfly on her arm, and she has like a, like a tribal sun. <laughs> it was also a butterfly. I didn't look very close. I think it's like a tribal sun. Anyway... 
Sandy also points at her tattoos. Yeah. Oh, you got all these tattoos and like two. Two tattoos. Now, Sandy thinks that Alex is great, but Sandy thinks that Ale- that Seth has been making some really bad choices because he's super excited that he has a girlfriend. And, <laughs> and, San- and Alex is like, oh, so you don't want me to go out with him anymore? And he's like, no, I want you to – no, you seem like a smart girl. I would like you to tell him to stop screwing up his life. And this freaks Alex out because Sandy is the best human being <laughs> – it's true. And she's like, what? Wait, what do you mean? You're a good person, and I want you to help Seth be a good person. And, like, I think he's saying that she can still date Seth, but Seth needs to, like, not oh, sneak out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll cu- yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll cut forward a little bit, but w- later Seth goes to Alex, and she effectively gives him, like, <laughs> she says, your parents are worried about you, which is the gr- which is the <laughs> worst thing to hear from your girlfriend. It's true. Uh, your parents are worried about you. And then she says, that she, like, she needs some space. And that is that definitely was not Sandy's plan. It was Alex losing her mind over the fact that Sandy is a real human being. Like a real good guy who said, and she's like, oh, I wish, you know, I don't have much experience with good dads. And, Seth's, and Sandy's like, that's okay. You can come over to my house and we'll ground you anytime. Yeah, come on. It'll be fun. You can. <laughs> Do you want to live in our house? <laughs> we take kids in all the time. Marissa kind of lives there now. That's why she needs money. <laughs> can I have money for my other parents? <laughs> <laughs> she needs to pay her rent. I need to pay my rent to my other parents. They said they don't want me <laughs> want to charge me rent, but I told them I could get money. <laughs> I just said I'd go ask. I just said I'd go ask for money. So money! <laughs> Give me money. How much is rent? I don't know. Money. Give me a rent amount. Money. (laughs) So we have a real comedy of errors in which Summer tries to seduce Zach and she's like, "Mm, we need to move to the next level in your relationship. The problem is that Zach is far too pure. He doesn't know what sex is. He's like, I got to pick up my sister and like, like, you know, because I'm a good guy. Summer can't comprehend it. No, she's like, oh, she physically needs help being picked up from the airport. She's like, no, man, I just... I just, I love my family. I'm gonna, gonna help them. Uh, and <laughs> and so I was like, we should go to the next level. And Zach's like, oh, yeah. Okay. How about this weekend? Cool. I'll tell my parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what it is is that Zach wants Summer to meet his parents, which I'm like, Summer, you already had him meet your dad. Yeah. Why did you not close that loop? I didn't realize that loop had not been closed yet. I thought we just were never going to meet Zach's parents and one of those off screen things. Yeah. But you know, apparently. Yeah. She let Zach meet her, meet her, um, her dad pretty early on, actually. Like before Christmas. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Uh, uh, we get a pretty uh, pretty serious scene, honestly, where, like, Sandy and Kirsten fight about, like, everything, really. Basically, their ways of handling their yeah. life. Yeah. But mostly, it's just because Kirsten is so... Kirsten's struggling with, like, her son growing up, and she's struggling with having a different perspective towards parenting than her spouse. And, yeah. Like, it's... And she's also disappointed that he forgot the 20th anniversary. Oh, yes. Like, a lot of things are happening, and so she just can't handle any of them. Yeah. And so, she would probably be okay with any one of those things, but all those things are too many things. Too many things. Uh, but that does lead to Sandy dadding at Seth. And <laughs> also dadding at Ryan. Though, when Ryan first comes by, it does really feel like he's going to be like, Ryan, why don't you get here on this and help me dad <laughs> Seth a little bit? And then it's like, he's like, oh, shoot. Also, Ryan, I thought you were friends with Lindsay. Yeah, it feels like he puts in the bare minimum, like, well, I I shouted at Seth, and really, Ryan, you're just getting caught up in this. So, hey, Ryan, um, 
you're all your thing you did also is bad but it, <laughs> maybe I, I tell us if I you have girlfriend i don't know man i don't know i don't know what, what i guess i gotta do my anniversary <laughs> i gotta do this somehow oh yeah we learned the curse and canceled the uh the reservation the, the trip yeah yeah <laughs> and seth is and sandy's like no but then seth and ron are like don't what what do you need us to do and now we'll I see. Now this doesn't confuse me because from this point on, I imagined every single thing Seth and Ryan did was part of this long, convoluted plan. But I don't imagine all of it is. I don't think they told Ryan what the plan was until the last minute. That makes more sense. So uh, Lindsay goes to talk to Kirsten about Ryan. Yeah, this episode is full of people finding people at places. <laughs> I think Kirsten's at work. Yeah, she's definitely at work. And uh, Kirsten proceeds to break up with Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, Kirsten also needs space. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know what, Kirsten? That's kind of shitty. Yeah. We're not going to belabor it, but, like, that's bad. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of like when Jimmy left his daughter. Yeah, don't break up with your sister, who's 16. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. She friend zones her sister. Uh, Then... Oh, wait, hang on. She also calls Ryan her son, which is very interesting. Yes, because I don't think she has I, said that before. I also don't think Ryan really, like, <laughs> it's always sort of weird. He I, calls them his parents. Oh, Most of the time. Most of the time he calls them his parents. Sometimes he goes sideways and he'll be like, oh, my adopted parents. Yeah, I I, I honestly don't feel like the um, dynamic they were going for even is, like, like parents and child. Um, I, I don't mean the writers. I mean, like... Sandy and Kirsten and it does sometimes feel like um like uh Ryan is just the guy who lives in the pool house and <laughs> we're true. very good friends with. But when push comes to shove, she's gonna pick her family. Yeah. The family she chose I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So sisters, Summer meets Zach's sister. Who hang on, hang on. Oh, very quickly, I just want to say that Summer can't comprehend anything because she can only comprehend dads. Keep in mind, Zach, Zach never really met her mom, only in passing, because the dinner was with her dad. It's true. So Summer just assumes that she will meet the dad, and she'll be great with dads. No, nah, dad can't be there. It's yeah. the mom and the sister. Which should be fine, except that... The mom's the worst person. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. mom's not great. I don't like that mom. And I don't know if I like the sister. Okay, I can't tell if the sister is treating Summer like she's dumb and being like, hmm, what questions? So dumb. Or if she's like, oh, this girl's dating Zach. Obviously, she's super smart. I don't know. They're they're pretty um, – this is weird because the entire show is full of pretty elitist people. They're very the most elitist. intellectually elitist. Yes. Um, and – so they're, they're talking about they're talking about Kashmir, which Summer's like, oh yeah, Kashmir. But now they're talking about the place, the region, Kashmir. And then what bugs me the most is like, so Summer clearly made like misunderstood there, but she keeps on trying to like save herself. But the mom pushes it. I'm like, she's a 16 year old. Yeah, why would she have an opinion on world politics? Yeah, she might know about it if she learned about it in school. But that doesn't necessarily mean she's going to have, like, a well-formed opinion about it. It's not, if, she's just going to parrot whatever her teacher said. Exactly. Or her parents. Now, yeah. she could have an opinion on American politics, so maybe ask her about something she has a hope of knowing. Yeah. And, like, she, like well, this is one of, those, one of those things where it almost it almost feels like the writers wanted the characters to be older. Yeah, and also, it's unfair of Zach to have not prepared her. I don't think Zach thought about it. 
I think I think Zach's like, I like Summer so much. She's going to be great. Everyone's going to love Summer. But then, he, then he he's knows like, what his family's like. He should have said something like, my family likes to discuss. Well, it's, it's the sort of thing that like I like. I think he doesn't comprehend it. He doesn't com- like. I like, you sort of see it in the moment where he's like, oh. This is not how okay. Like I like I just don't I don't think he comprehend I don't think people comprehend how people they know for a long time are to other people. Oh, I do. I warn right. people all the time. All right. My dad's gonna come see the play. He's gonna sit in the third row. He's gonna sit there with his arms crossed and no expression <laughs> on his face. He <laughs> likes the play. He's not mad that we're dating on stage. He's not mad that we're kissing. Okay, now no to be fair, that's that, that is more of a content warning for our father. <laughs> and and less of a here here is the personality traits that you will have to be aware of. I just think it was unfair of Zach not to tell Summer exactly where his sister was. I I I, I just I just think that um Zach was like just so happy that that Summer was meeting his family. I guess so. Well, that's what I think. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I just uh so. Once again, going with the fact of me trying to figure out if all of this is part of the plan, Seth goes to Alex. To get his job back. Yes. And Alex is like, your dad is um, awesome. Like. He's so good. Too, too awesome. And it's like, you, can't, you, you don't comprehend what it is like to, have a, like to not have a dad who is awesome. Because my dad was not awesome. However, they have retconned her character. Because that first episode where we met her and she talked on the phone to her mom. Maybe. She was, like, super into her mom and super into her dad. Yeah. she said something along the lines of, tell dad I love him. Yeah. I said, yeah I sound, in the early ones, it did not sound like she was kicked out of her house. It sounded like she moved out of her house. Yeah. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so you get this one moment where, like, they, they kind of get back together at this moment. But yeah. Alex is, like, um, she, does, she doesn't think that um, Seth's parents will approve of her. And then maybe Seth should have been like, you know who my brother is, right? Yeah, unfortunately, Seth does the. This is what makes me feel like like this is part of the plan because Seth's reaction to that, which should have been like, I mean, they already approve of of her there. Yeah, like don't don't worry, you it's know fine. who Ryan is. Um, I feel he instead of what Seth says is, well, you should prove to them you aren't so bad. I'm like, she doesn't have to prove anything. Yes. Yeah, sh- Anyway, Seth gets his I, job back. I get where I get what you're going for. Yeah, but, thanks, show. Uh, uh, then we get the photo shoot where Cal is having the worst time because they're taking the photo, and then in comes Marissa. No, Marissa's already no, there. Marissa's already there. Then no, DJ comes Cal's in. Un- Cal is unhappy because the photographer is a photographer. <laughs> like he, you see, at the mad time he's like putting out two fingers and like being like, yeah, what. What is it? What what, what is it all this, mean? Oh, what is this shot gonna mean? I need everyone to smile. Caleb is just like, please take the photo. Please take this photo. This is my hell. I hate everything. This is my nightmare. And then in comes DJ. In the only nice the, shirt he has, which and I love. Apparently Cal has not realized <laughs> that Marissa is dating him. Yeah, this has never reached Cal's ears. And and like like Bless him, there's actually something weirdly, purely innocent about this, where it's not even, like, offensive. He's just sort of like, 
hey, that's the guy who does the who he doesn't realize they also fired him as well. <laughs> Months ago. He's like he's like, hey, that's that's the gardener. Like, tell him to come tomorrow. We're not doing work today. So he recognizes he's the he is the gardener. Yep. <laughs> he does not realize that Julie fired him. Also doesn't realize that Marissa is dating him. Despite the fact that just last week Marissa <laughs> threw a giant scene with DJ. <laughs> Caleb was not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know what he's doing. He was walking around that party trying to Looking find for Julie. Julie. <laughs> he wandered off into the onto the beach going, Julie? Julie? Julie, I love you. Julie, where are you, Julie? <laughs> <sighs> DJ's like, oh, DJ, hello. <laughs> You're our gardener. Anyway, DJ, because Marissa, Marissa lied to him, said like, oh, no, my mom's okay with it. He's... And- he immediately realizes that Julie is not okay with it and is like, I cannot be a pawn in your games. Goodbye. Which follows by Julie being like, don't worry, Marissa, I'll go to him. And I'm like, Marissa, stop your mother. She's clearly doing something She's evil. obviously up to something. But she goes off and does something evil. She writes DJ a check with a comma in it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Being like, like, if you give this money, I'll give you this money if you stay away from Marissa. And he's like. No. Like, what is I'm wrong with not, you? Um, no. And Julie brings up a very succinct point, which is that it's clear, clearly DJ's more committed to the relationship than Marissa's. Very true. Very, yeah. And she still, like, she throws the check at him. And he has it. Yeah. Also, it does not have his name on it because she does not know what his last name is. <laughs> it's DJ Gardner. This is where Lindsay got her last name from. <laughs> it's true. His name is DJ. His name is DJ Gardner. D- DJG. <sighs> so, um, anyway, we have a very short scene where Lindsay and Ryan meet at the pier, and so that Ryan can break up with Lindsay as well. Yeah, Lindsay's having a bad hour. Ryan broke up with Lindsay because he doesn't want to make things hard for Kirsten, and Kirsten broke up with Lindsay because she doesn't want to make things hard for Ryan. <laughs> and Lindsay's like, I had a sister and a boyfriend. Neither of a bunch of friends. This is a, this has been a. I'm gonna go home and sleep. She just got gift of the Magi'd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get a wonderful sequence of events. So Sandy comes in hot. He's like, we're going, we're okay. going for dinner. We're go- I made reservations, we're, we're leaving this house. Like, well, what about the boys? He brought in police. The police are going to look after them. And the boys are like, what? Awesome. And then they have dinner. We learn some, like, nice... Sandy and Kirsten have a grown-up conversation, as they do. And then the police arrive. And they don't know how, but the boys escape. Those are sneaky boys. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Oh, I see what's going on. And I'm actually impressed Kirsten doesn't. I know. It's just, cause they, like, I don't know what happened, man. Those boys are sneaky. You got yourself some sneaky boys there. And Sandy's like, oh, check. Let's go. I think I know exactly where they'll be. What? Oh. Well, it's just a hunch I have. Please, like, police officers, drive us there in the black back of your police car. Like, this. This is what gets by Kirsten. This. That's why she couldn't figure out that Lindsay and Ryan were dating. <laughs> no, I still think she knew, and she's just at this point just making a big deal of it. Anyway, um, we do. We have a short scene. Yeah, where su- where we learn the summer is trying to be well informed. Yep. And also, Marissa- watch the- also watching the valley, maybe. She pause. So I think she is watching the valley, and then she switches it to be like smart TV. Yeah, maybe because she's hoping it'll be Zach who's walking. No, she doesn't want Zach. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Anyway, anyway, she wants to be well informed, and Marissa just wants DJ to call. 
that's the scene. That's pretty much the scene, yeah. Uh, Sandy and Kirsten, they head to the bait shop just because, yeah, I got an idea. That's where the boys are. Nah, I'm like, ah, the bait shop is the bait. (laughs) (laughs) But before they get inside, Sandy has to spend, at this point, let's be clear, we know that this is, like, the thing. Yeah, This, this is the surprise. But Sandy takes a little bit of a moment to just sort of, like, rag on those kids, being like, oh, man, they lied to me. They're bad kids. They're bad kids. Never forget this cursed. Anyway, let's go inside. I'm like, Sandy. You, you already sold it. <laughs> she already's on board. She already <laughs> has not figured out your clear and obvious plan. But they get inside. And it's a cute surprise party. And everyone is there. Julie's there. Caleb's, Caleb's there. there. Marissa and Summer have teleported there from their house. Soon we see Zach walking through the back of a scene. Yeah, yeah, everyone is there. Also a bunch of randoms who we've never seen before and we will never but see again. But I'm sure again. are very close friends. Exactly. But Ryan and Seth give a speech and then invite Sandy up on stage. To do some singing. Yeah, and Sandy can sing. Yeah. Yeah. When he was in a musical in his... Uh... We, 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 yeah, we got that in the last time on. They they remind us that he was Danny Zuko in Greece, Which is hilarious because uh, Danny Zuko doesn't have any song. Well, he has a few songs, but like yeah. he doesn't have a solo in Greece, the stage play. Mm, no. I guess he has Sandy. Oh, um, Sandy. Yeah, but I mean like... But like know. it's not like the movie where he sings Grease Lightning. Yeah, that's Is true. basically where I'm going. Anyway... Yeah. Sandy, he croons. He he's a real Jesse L. Martin. He's yes. just singing all the staples. I, I like how before start he actually threw some praise to Alex, being like, "Ah, oh, and thank you to Alex." And she's like, "God, he's so cool." No. I wish he was my dad. Which one day, Alex? If you marry Seth, he, he could will be. be. He will. You can marry into that, Alex. So now, how did Alex justify shutting down the bait shop for a night? I assume because it's a Tuesday. That's true. This place is only open on weekends. Or maybe it's I a guess. Sunday? I don't know. I mean, if it's a Sunday, it also might not be super busy. Also, I still don't know. I still don't know. I don't, clearly, the parents know about this place. So I don't know. I don't know what kind of bar this is. Anyway, I, he sings with some guys. Yep. Uh, it's Sandy in the news, so. And then Zach finds Summer reading, a, reading the news. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember how Zach got there or why he got there. He just walked through the back of a scene. But and he then just he arrives. Was there. Yeah. Um, and he's absolutely right. He says he says that there's many different ways to be smart, which is so True. correct. Like, and Summer is very smart. Yeah. And the thing to keep in mind about, and this is for all, just all the people out there, whenever you see anyone talk about, like, you know, maybe like Kashmir or talk about, mm. you know, Palestine, Israel, and any of those things, they're smart on that subject. They're, it's not that they're well informed; it's that they're informed on that thing. Like you, you can be really, you can make yourself seem really, really smart by knowing a lot about one thing, but that doesn't mean that you are well informed. It means you can talk about that thing, and it also doesn't mean you're any smarter than anyone else because someone else could be really smart about a different thing. Yeah, or it can be really emotionally smart. Yeah, or there's and a so, great many ways. And Summer's pretty emotionally smart. Yeah, she's the emotionally like, smartest. That's how she saved Chrismica. Yeah, I mean, and she's not very great at putting things into words, which is why she usually gives really good advice in weird ways. Yeah. But the the emotions are there. So anyway, he likes her because there's lots of different ways to be smart, and he likes her because she's different from his family. Yes. It's cute. In a not cute scene, Julie, usually I say like Sandy dads to someone, Julie evils at Marissa. 
Did you know, Marissa, I gave him the money as a test and, and he, he took, took it. it. And I'm like, I mean, you threw it in his car. Also, I like how Marissa is like, I don't believe you. And I don't think she ever really does. No, I don't think she ever believes anything <laughs> she, that Julie yeah, ever says. Like, <laughs> so Julie's like, I gave him this. I tried to give him some money as a test and he took it. Um, I don't think, I think that's, I don't know, it doesn't think it matters what he would have done. Like, yeah. even if, she, even if he rolled up the window and she just threw it at the rolled up window, she would have been like, <laughs> nah, he took it. All right. And I think Marissa believes that Julie spoke to DJ and that there was money. <laughs> but she just, but and that's she just about not, it. Yeah. So I just know Marissa's like, uh-huh, Ju- sure. Um, goodbye, Julie. Let me go sad somewhere. I'm going to go. But first, Kirsten is going to apologize to Ryan about freaking out. Yeah. Good. Good. Then she tells him that he should date Lindsay. And then Lindsay arrives. Because Seth called her. Which just, like, just slides right under the radar. But I'm like... Wow, good, good, good job. work, Seth. <laughs> Do you, did he even realize what was going on, or did he just invite Lindsay, being like, "And Lindsay should be here." And she was like, "Oh, I don't know." And he was like, "No, you have to come. It's a secret plan. <laughs> don't tell anyone. Everyone's gonna be there. I'm expecting you. <laughs> you better be there." <laughs> uh, we also get a get a night. Oh, they get back together. Is the yes. crux of that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also get a little, a little bit where Kirsten meets Alex, and that's also very, very cute. It's all cute. And uh, then out on the pier. And DJ arrives because everyone is there. Well, he's just been driving around town being like, where are people? <laughs> I think he says that, like, I guess Marissa did invite him. He just didn't. Respond. Respond okay. immediately. I mean, that's DJ's thing. Is he always arrives to things like he arrived to the photo shoot a little bit late. He's, he, he just does not arrive on time He's anywhere. very bad at time management. It's true. I think the only place he arrived early was he arrived to the, the snow sea early. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, cannot, he cannot arrive on time. Uh, but he remembers, <laughs> like, just take the money. And he's like, no. And he's like, but. But. Your mom did say some good things. And our time has come to an end. And I'm like, yes, DJ, escape. You're too good for this. And she's like, but my boyfriend. And he's like, yes. Well, let's be real. <laughs> let's be honest. I'm a 40-year-old man. I should not date you. I'm, I, am a, I am a man boy. But I have this check with no name on it. So perhaps <laughs> you would like it. And I'm, I'm like, like, oh, it's DJ, I love you so much. Take the money. He, no, no, I mean, I... No, he did this way because he want he. This is not for him. This is because he hates Julie so much. That's true. The, what would hurt Julie more? That he took the money because that would prove Julie right, or that he made Marissa take the money because that would hurt. Because remember how this, how this started with Marissa, Marissa being like, money. "Money, give me money." So now DJ has done what Julie couldn't. He gave her money. He gave her Julie's money. <laughs> Julie's money. I'm like Julie. That's why. You don't leave the the two who thing <laughs> yeah. blank. Don't do a blank check. I don't know. This is this was like the like a this this is the the best thing DJ's ever done. Because you're right. Because if, if he took it for himself, Julie would have been like, "I guess I was right," and he took mm-hmm. the money for himself. But giving it to Marissa is just a f- pure f you to, <laughs> to to Julie, Julie. Cooper. And then he kisses Mar- kisses Marissa's cheek as a dad would. And walks out into the night. Never to be seen again. To be with Julie. Nope. nope. Jimmy Cooper on his boat. Yep. I'm going to go hang out with Jimmy Cooper. We're going to not be in this TV show. Goodbye. Do you know, do you know, I, just re- do you know I learned today? Do you hmm. know who Tate Donovan voiced? Who? Hercules. Oh, no way. In the, in the, in the in movie. In the Disney. Wow. And, and in um, 
uh, the the um, animated TV series. Animated TV series. That was Tate Donovan. Wow. Yeah. I only knew of him from Friends. No, no. I, I, I also did not realize that he was the voice of Hercules. Hercules. That's amazing. That's incredible. Uh, now I have to rewatch it. So I, I don't know if he was... This, I, I feel like around the time when Disney was using two different voices. Yeah, I don't know if he was so probably someone else was the singing voice, but... Um, anyway, uh, Sandy gets a second song. And there's this cute little nod to the fact that Zach and Alex know each other. Yeah, because he goes up and stands next to Alex he's, he's and like, leans against her. Yeah, I mean, it's all silent, but it's like, he that we don't forget that that scene happened. And then there's like this whole swaying line where they all stand together. Yeah, Sandy finishes his song. It's a very sweet ending to a very wrotful, like... Such an episode. Such an episode. Such an episode. But it ends happily. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a moment? A CW moment. A moment where logic went and stood next to Alex in that swaying line of emotional rot and then became drama. Yes, I did. All right. And it was when Julie Cooper Nichols wrote that check. Because <laughs> why? They already are in trouble for bribing people. <laughs> I, I guess it, it's weird because later she definitely lies to Marissa about it. But Marissa 100% doesn't believe her. It doesn't actually impact Marissa at all. Yeah, it doesn't actually do anything. And DJ would have broken – I think DJ would have broken up with her just from that whole photo scene. It yeah. would have been enough. Yeah, all, all Julie would have – all Julie could have walked up to Marissa being like, hey, Marissa, when I chased after uh, – when I chased after uh, – uh, DJ, he said that you smell bad, and then he <laughs> farted on a picture of you. He's mean. Like, that's equivalently of what she did. It's true. Nothing gained. <laughs> it didn't and have to, I mean, it did give us the fact that DJ's a boss. It's true. Yeah. And unless Marissa uses that money next episode for something, that was a yeah. nothing plot point. Yeah, it's true. Kevin, do you have a CW moment? I was really deciding between two. One is definitely a CW moment, and one is just something that I love so much. Go with the thing you love. Um, it's Caleb's entire role this episode. <laughs> he doesn't do anything except for just like be grumpy, <laughs> be around, and just be like, "What's what's happening? I don't want to do a photo shoot. I don't want to do this photo shoot. Is that, is that DJ? Oh." DJ, you're not a gardener. You don't, you don't have to garden today. Come back tomorrow and garden. This is a photo shoot day. It's a photo shoot day. It's you day for to, relaxation and fun. He doesn't know that DJ's wearing a tie or dressed nicely or has no. been dating his daughter for months. Like, I know that he's been busy. But there's something just, like, purely innocent about Caleb's entire episode. And then, what does he do? This He does that, and then he he goes to the, um... The, goes the, to the party. The anniversary party. He doesn't join in the lineup. He doesn't talk to anyone. He just, like... Stands next to Julie. <laughs> he does that. And then I guess he sees DJ and is like, DJ, what are you doing here? This isn't a gardening place. This is an anniversary party. What are you doing here, DJ? Do you think that the actor who played Caleb had some sort of thing in his contract where it was like, you get... Instead of being, like, this many appearances, it was like, you get this many lines <laughs> per season. And they wasted a lot of his lines on the first half. <laughs> and they can't go over it. <laughs> and they have to save the rest for later. I don't know. I just, I just like the idea. <laughs> <laughs> just him. It, it's 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 especially because it's not a CW moment where I'm like, oh, I could have done this better. I love it perfectly, but it's still is ridiculous, un- ridiculous and unnecessary. It doesn't make any sense. 
Like, he, he could have been for the photo shoot, and it would not have changed anything. It's he true. He could have been like, no, I think we should do the photo shoot. Here's some money, Marissa. Make sure you come to the photo shoot. Buy and a nice dress for the photo shoot. And that would have had the same outcome. Instead, we get this hilarious scene where he's, like, staring with one eye closed, <laughs> just being like, oh, the sun. <laughs> Why am I out here? <laughs> Where, Where am I? Outside? I am retired now, which means I'm a grumpy old man. Also, Julie, why are you here? Shouldn't you be at work? Julie, don't you not work? Aren't you the CEO of my company? <laughs> Whatever. Oh. I'm going to oh. go find that DJ guy and hang out with him on Jimmy Cooper's boat. We're going to talk plants. <laughs> I think he's in Havana now or something. I don't know. Oh, I man. can't remember where he went. Yeah, and that's the episode. That is the episode. It was a very, um, very dramatic, wrotful episode. And I have no idea where we're going to go next week. Yeah, it, it didn't leave us with a whole lot of... Questions. This this series does this weird thing where it does... like Each episode, I feel like, wraps things up. And then sometimes they repeat the previous episode, but mostly they start something new. Because <laughs> they're like, all right, let's do that again. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> one, more, one more go around. Hey, let's let the other writing team do their version of that plot. <laughs> <laughs> like the amount of times that Ryan and Lindsay have pseudo broken up. Oh my god! Oh my god! Too many. Well, and it and it gets resolved in the same episode. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> they never stay broken up over an episode. I don't think. No, I don't think they do. They always no. work it out. No, even Those though, crazy kids. Yeah, I think even the one where um, they found out that she was. Yeah, I think there they weren't real. Like they were sort of broken. But then they sort of got back together yeah. at the Chrismica. I don't know. It's I weird. Don't know. It's weird. It's weird. But hey, if you uh, like that episode, you give us a rating review or a subscription on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you use. You can also interact with us on some social media. It's all Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. We have email, so you can email us. That's also Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA at gmail.com. Yeah, you can tell us your thoughts on either the OC or... Riverdale will be coming back eventually. I think about that all the time. Oh, the what's-his-face showrunner is tweeting stuff all the time. Tweeting yeah. up a storm. Yeah, and, and he's talking about the Sabrina show. That's And guess who's that's back? Still, that's still happening. Guess who's back this season on Riverdale, Kevin? Who? Our good friend, Hart Dent. What? What? <laughs> Hart Dent. He plays fake brother. Yeah, I know. What? I mean, I guess he, it's very clear... It, it's not it's, very... He's very clearly still alive. Yeah, because, <laughs> because there's no way Hal caught him. But this is good because Lil Heart Dent can usually not afford food, and now he needs to afford food. <laughs> That's like what we're about Heart Dent. I'm very worried about him. The actor. <laughs> uh, no, I'm excited to see. I I like. I I really want them to bring him back as an actual actual like good. Yeah, character. I want him to have a redemption arc. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he already like it already really felt like they were trying to have a redemption arc. Like he like he essentially he died for not died he, until this point. He he I mean he could even just be like a um, hallucination of Betty's. That seems like the show. That's we do. true. Um, he uh, he essentially was let's just say died. He says he died for Betty's dark arc. So mm-hmm. I would like to I would like to see him be redeemed. Yeah, because yeah. he was actually like just a sweet sad. Like broken, misguided, broken boy who needed to be loved, who, who who murdered someone. But let's be clear, someone also murdered that other boy that we don't care about. Apparently, exactly. Who cares about murder these days? Jughead <laughs> shaved off someone a pound of flesh from someone's arm. So, yeah. what yeah. can we do? That's Riverdale. But we're watching the OC. <laughs> <And> next <laughs> what, week, what different kind of shows? <laughs> what different shows? 
Hot take on the OC. They care about murder. What will Marissa do now that she's single again? Will Ryan and Lindsay finally make it work? When will the OC tell everyone his secret identity? Answers to all this and more next time on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast. <laughs>